Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Episode, I don't know, 102. Episode 102 of the Scott Gibson Podcast. I am Scott Gibson. Who else would I fucking be? Welcome back. Thank you for joining us. Um, lots been happening. Uh, updates. Uh, the I'm on the mend. I am on the mend. I am doing. I'm doing much better. Thank you very much for asking. And uh, yes, there's uh, really no more to say about that. Um, let's, let's let's adjust this microphone slightly because I feel it's a little. A little low. Can you hear me? One, two, testicles, testicles. Good. Um, feeling better. The old foot situation is now under control. Um, still slightly scarred from my uh, experience at the Wishaw Hospital. Uh, especially this week because well, it's just never ending COVID. You know, we're back to the whole. And I don't. I know. I don't want to start off with COVID, but here we are. I think I have now I I have now come to terms with the fact that as as long as I live, which by going uh, by current scientific and technology standards could be another hundred years, which is fucking horrifying to think. I know there will be some of you 
out there in the uh, in the metaverse in the real universe who who would love to live for another hundred years to live to your 140 I honestly could not think of anything fucking worse I'd quite happily tap out at 80 I've said this before I think 80's plenty 80's plenty for anyone I think that's enough I think if we're probably serious about climate change you know we need to start looking at a cull I mean that's what the the Chinese try to do with COVID they try to do as a favour and we're like oh no we've got to save the pensioners for why? so Wuthers Originals don't go under so racism continues to fucking tick over, which we're going to be discussing in a minute with a Nazi funeral. Very good segue, Gibble. I think 80's plenty, man. I've said it before, you know. 80th birthday, you get a grant for the government, 100 grand, right? It's, it's, uh, it's like a it kickstarts the economy. Every every 80-year-old on their birthday gets £100,000 from the government to do what they want, they can give it to family, they can give it to charity, it just puts it back into the, the economy, and then you get a birthday, you get one last dinner, and fucking off you pop to the abattoir, you know, you get one last cut of tea, a giant Wuthers Originals, and fucking bolt gun, bolt gun sandbag, end of, and we keep it turning over, you know, and then there's none of this whole Hollywood movies and TV shows, if you could know when you were going to die, would you want to know the date? Probably not, but guess what? Everybody dies on their 80th birthday. So the fucking clock's ticking. <laughs> anyway, I'm convinced that for the rest of my natural life, COVID's just going to exist because I don't, unless somebody in a lab in, in Wuhan or whatever is working on another virus that's more deadly. I don't think anything's going to come along that's going to have enough of a, a wide scope that the media and governments can, can grasp onto the fear. I don't think it's likely there's ever going to be another world war. I know Russia's getting a bit cheeky with Ukraine, but would the West step in? Would they fuck? They'd let them bulldoze Ukraine because nobody really cares. I mean, for God's sake, we saw in the news this week... Russia have partly done a cyber attack on Ukraine, and it was Sunday for the BBC, which, for a start, I'm saying, how tight can your cyber security be that you're just allowing somebody for the BBC to wander around? Unless that wasn't really the headquarters for the Ukrainian cyber attack, Gibble, and they'll just want you to think that. Maybe, maybe. The BBC's no smart enough for that. Long story short, Ukraine uh, government suffered a severe cyber attack. Uh, apparently, government websites were... Uh, targeted, taken offline. Oh no! Somebody, somebody's logging on <laughs> in fucking Kiev. What day does the bin go out, sweetheart? Get on that www.ukraine.gov.uk. Because <laughs> it would be UK, wouldn't it? Might not be .co.uk. What's what's the Ukraine website? Fuck does. Uh, Kiev.gov.ukraine. Oh no, the, the Russians have hacked the government website. Oh, who gives a fuck? Anyway, so the BBC's in what was meant to be the head of the Ukrainian Cyber Defence League. Like some fucking spin-off a shield. And it's just a bunch of fucking Ukrainian hipsters sitting at Dell computers. No wonder you're getting hacked. You're fucking Dell computers. 
Anyway. So, the uh, Russia goes out of Ukraine. What are we going to do? Nothing. China goes out of Taiwan. What are we going to do? Nothing. So, there's, there's not going to be another world war. No, I'm saying there should be. I'm just saying governments need something to grip onto for the fear. COVID's perfect. You know, keep it spinning forever. We're having tennis players denied entry to tournaments, rightly so, because he's a dick. We're having young footballers having to be removed for concerns over their heart swelling, worrying. Misinformation, misinformation, false information. Mixed in with NHS staff apparently being laid off because they're refusing the vaccine. I mean, how fucking mental is that? Not mental in the sense that they're being let go. Mental in the sense that it's a generally NHS workers out there who are refusing the vaccine. And then after spending four hours in, a, in an A&E at the start of the week, let me tell you, the NHS is on its knees. On its knees. But... Lots to talk about, man. Episode 102, lots to talk about. We have got a Nazi funeral. Uh, Kim Jong-un's lost weight. Apparently he's after cheese. Uh, what else we got? Uh, and of course, the uh, our good friend uh, Pope. Uh, is it Francis? What is the Pope's name? Searching here for my mouse and grabbing my pen. Pope Francis has been banging on uh, about people having pets over kids. I mean, we'll, we'll dive into that new story and lots more. Coming up on episode 102 of the Scott Gibson Show. What a, what an odd opening. What an odd opening. But hey, you know, if it was a professional opening, we would be concerned. Let's be honest. Right, let's play on with this, carry on. Otherwise, we're going to be recording a bloody day. And nobody needs that. Plus, I've got an exercise bike to, uh, to deliver to its new owner. Because life's all about upcycling, you know? People are concerned that the rich are getting richer. And normal folk like myself don't really understand crypto, for example. I don't even know how to say it. Dog coin, doji coin. Is it dog coin? Is it doge coin? Is it doji coin? I didn't know. Apparently Ethereum's big. I don't know what Ethereum is. I thought that was a, a film where... Uh, uh, what's his face? The fucking the guy. He, he married a waitress, which I think's weird. He's in Goodwill Hunting. Matt. Matt. Uh, oh God. Matt. Matt. Don't just keep saying Matt over and over. Matthew. It's no Matthew. Matt. Oh my God. Alexa. Who are the cast members from Goodwill Hunting? Matt Damon. Right, Alexa, that's plenty. Matt Damon. In the name of God, this is this is again how this is why we're gonna end up in the metaverse. This is this is what's happening. We we don't see how we are being slowly taken apart bit by bit. Every single generation since your grandparents has become a little bit shitter to where we are now. Where, as a man in my late 30s, I can wholeheartedly say, hand on heart, swear allegiance, turn a band, that the current crop of young people are the shittest 
weakest, most pathetic bunch of humans that have ever walked this earth. We're the last hope. If you were born in the 80s or before, you're the last great hope on this dying planet. Um, imagine when you were young, like 20 years ago, if I couldn't, even fucking 10 years ago, Gibble, if I couldn't remember the name of an actor, I was fucked and eventually it, I would, it would come back to me. Days, weeks, years from now, I'd be sitting there like, Matt Damon! And people would think you had dementia, and you'd be like, no, no, uh, well, I was 27 years ago, I couldn't remember the name of an actor, don't take me away! Maybe that's how the first dementia appears. <laughs> maybe, that's, maybe there's a lot of people in dementia wards, who are, they just can't remember actors' names. Has anybody asked them the name of actors? Maybe that's you. Maybe when you take a pensioner into a dementia ward, the first thing the doctor should ask is, are you trying to think of an actor's name? And if they go, yes, then they just go, look, get the kind of fucking uh, Alexa. We're going off in tangents, Gibble. You, you promise you'd stick to the notes. Um... Matt Damon, what the fuck was I talking about, Matt Damon? Uh, what was I talking about, Matt Damon? Oh, I don't know, but this is... Yes, my, my exact... The perfect example of, of the exact point I'm trying to make. We are concerned that moving our lives into the metaverse is going to be difficult, but what's been happening since, you know, the, the beginning of Big Tech... I hear a lot of uh, American podcasts talk about big tech. Don't know what that is. Don't know what big tech. I mean, is it like Facebook, that kind of thing? Anywho, we've been slowly broken down over years to the point where we don't have to use our brains anymore. You don't even know, have a brain. You prove that with most of the people that are on television. You don't even have to remember things anymore, have to think about anything anymore. You just, you just have to fucking speak into a box and it tells you. I'm at the point now, I don't even need to switch lights off my house. Sorry, I'm just adjusting something on the screen. I just say the fucker's name, and I tell it to shut the living room off, and it fucking, everything goes off, and I'm like, isn't technology wonderful? And then I walk around a completely pitch black room, and fuck my shins off the coffee table every single night I do it. Even though it's voice activated, I could get up, navigate my way around the coffee table, stand at the back of the room before I go over the uh, the thing I call the drawbridge, just kind of walk away a bit, and I could fucking do it. I could do it for the bedroom. I could go all the way into the bedroom, get into my bed and go, ha, 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 living room off, and it would turn up. But no, I choose to do it in the living room over and over again, and that's, that's why the robots will win. That's why the robots will win, because we don't learn, but they learn. They've got artificial intelligence, we've got natural Bob Agri. You don't have a machine with Bob Agri. If a machine does something wrong over and over again, you fuck it for parts. Stick it in the bin, melt it down, turn it into fucking number plates or whatever else we do with things, I don't know. But humans are the problem. Humans are the problem. This is, this is what we're getting to. Could that be the title of the episode? Humans are the problem? I don't know. Possibly. Need to write that down. This, again, this is how bad we're getting with, with memory. 
Humans are the problem. Right, let's get in this episode, man. We're fucking nearly 15 minutes in. We've not started yet, Gibbo. So, I saw this news article pop up on Instagram, which is a place where I seem to be getting more and more news articles. And um, as soon as I saw it, I did what a lot of people do with provocative imagery. I built the story in my head without actually knowing what the story was. And you may have seen it, you may not have. It is The image that I saw was uh, uh, an everyday funeral uh, procession, if you will. It looks as if either a coffin, um, or in this case I believe the Americans call it a casket, although I don't know why, is either entering a, a church or it is coming out of a church. And... Uh, looks as though it might be coming out of the church to get into the hearse to bugger off to the graveyard, right? But the thing that, that separates this uh, funeral uh, procession from a, from a normal funeral is that there's a fucking Nazi flag over the coffin and no like, a wee sticker. You know, it's not like the person who's dead has been, like, hated by the family. And it's one last practical joke Somebody's like carved a, a swastika into the side of the coffin or just put a wee, uh oh, Nazi! Just put a wee flat, a full fucking bifta Nazi flag. Where you would even get that? I don't know. Asda, Amazon, probably. I bet you right now you can get a Nazi flag on Amazon. I will not search for that because I'm concerned that MI5 may come through the front door. Oh my god, the Chinese spy, we've not even wrote that in the notes. We need to talk about that as well. So there's a few note, um, full-blown Nazi flag draped over the top of the uh, of the of the coffin, and I think when I started to read in it a little bit more, there was uh, con- slight concerns because it it turned out to be a story that I didn't think it was. I originally thought this is one last Nazi. Going out with a bang. Now, if you watch Netflix documentaries, you will know it's either pedos, murder, or Nazis. That's pretty much it. Occasionally there's like a, some kind of food documentary in there. But the majority of Netflix is Wayne's getting pumped, people getting pumped, Nazis or murder. That's it. Right? That's that's this is this is much as Netflix can cope with under its documentary branch. And again, going off of Netflix documentaries, I had assumed assumed that all the Nazis had been captured. We've all seen footage of some 95-year-old poor bastard getting dragged out his Florida mansion as the family are in tears when about him grabbing on his slipper. Don't take my papa away! Like, your papa was a right bad bastard. Oh, no! <laughs> we didn't know... <laughs> I don't know why they're talking like that, Billy. We didn't know he was a Nazi... A Nazi? <laughs> I'm not very good at accents. We didn't know my papa was a Nazi. And then he goes into his back bedroom and it's just fucking Hitler, Hitler, Hitler everywhere. Framed pictures of Hitler. Fucking hand drawn photos of Hitler. Burning swastikas above the fucking bed. What's all that then? Um, I just thought that was his pal for the army. Anyway, meaning I thought, I thought they were all gone. I thought all the Nazis were gone or they were living legally in exile in Argentina. 
like most of us. That's what we thought, you know? Only the brave Nazis are kicking about America, and the real fucking ones are in Argentina loving life. Partly not, partly they're out there. Now, that's what I assumed with this funeral. I thought, it's some old Nazi. He's finally gone. The fucking COVID's caught him. The Chinese got him in the end. And there he's been buried. And then I thought, why would the family agree to this? Why would the church agree to this? Thought the plot thick is dead. It turns out it's fucking snowing old guy. Apparently it's a young person. So let's read on. I've not read this article. This is from The Guardian. We're, we're taking a step away from the Metro for this one. This, this, uh, I think this story may have either involved too many big words for the Metro or may have been, you know, detached from their, uh, demographic. Uh, headline from the it says Catholic and Jewish leaders condemn fascist display at Ro- in Rome. Jesus fucking Christ! Well, this is what we forget as well. People forget this. It's amazing how things over time are rewritten in history. The Italians, uh, they were Nazis. They fought with the Germans. This is this is sometimes what I, what I find amazing about young people. They, they think that Pearl Harbor, because there's been fucking hundreds of films made about it, they think that was the Germans. Wrong. The, people actually think that one Pearl Harbor is like off the coast of Washington. Idiots! Wait, what about America was Pearl Harbor in San Francisco? I think a lot of young people think that it was Germany against the world. You know? I don't think a lot of people realise that the fucking the Italians and the Japanese are right bad bastards as well. But again, you know, Germany gets it tight. I mean, rightly so. They get it tight because one, I mean, have they moved on? Probably. They've not really developed much of a sense of humour about it. Uh, the Japanese kind of fuck with them. They're mental. You know, they've stayed mental. You go over to Japan and step out of line, you fucking wake up in a bath of sand, man. I mean, people who put bodies in a bath of sand on a balcony are not to be fucked with. Then the Italians make a decent pizza. So all is forgiven. Plus, the Italians come across as the kind of retarded cousin of Europe. You know? They probably didn't know what they were doing. They, they maybe, I imagine Italians just kind of looked at their uniforms and went, uh, uh, fashionable. And then just picked the fucking Nazis. Uh, you picked wrong. Anyway, um, in Rome, not surprising, um, or Buenos Aires. Outrage in Italy after mourners give fascist salute outside church. Jesus Christ, it gets worse. And coffin draped in Nazi flag. Catholic and Jewish leaders in Rome have condemned an offensive and unacceptable funeral procession in which the coffin was draped in a Nazi flag and mourners gave the fascist salute outside a church. What the fuck is going on, man? Now, I was going to say, I would hope that if something like this happened in the UK, every single person who is on, or every single person who's given a Nazi salute outside of a, a funeral is on some kind of government watch list. But mind you, they're probably all donators to the Tory party. But in Italy, I mean, do they even have a functioning police system? You're probably better for than Gamora. Photos and a video of the Monday funeral. Right, well... Cheap day to get buried. Uh, published online, showed about two dozen people gathered outside. I look more at the picture. Two dozen people gathered outside the church as the swastika draped coffin emerged, shouting "Presente!" with their right arms extended. Jesus fucking Christ! 
In his statement on Tuesday, the Vicarate of Rome strongly condemned, condemned the scenes and stressed that neither the parish priest nor the priest who celebrated the funeral had known what was going on, going, sorry, had known what was going to transpire outside after the funeral mass ended. Bull shit! <laughs> I don't believe that for a minute. Do you? I mean, I would just take the word a Catholic priest now. It's gospel. I didn't know. Uh, listen, don't listen to a fucking word that Wayne says, right? Not, don't listen to a fucking word he says. I didn't know that they were Nazis, man. Not a clue. Every, every bastard. I mean, the priest is only going to look up for his wee box and see that they've all got fucking tiny mustaches thrown on and they're sitting in Hugo Boss suits. Of course they knew they were fucking Nazis. <laughs> Are you telling me, Father, you had no idea? Well, I mean, when he got up and he was talking about, like, the Aryan race and all that and, and said, fire the, the Jews and everything, I thought, this is a bit much for a funeral, but listen, they paid the 200 quid. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> the fucking Catholic church, man. Even any funeral service, when you go to Gotham, give the, the fucking, I don't know what that is, give the priest the vicar a wee envelope with some, with some cash in it so you can go down the pub later on and get a pint. Or whatever he does. It's a fucking lot of nonsense, man. It's a cartel. There's absolutely no... There can be no way... In it. So, are, are we are we led to believe that they just conducted a normal funeral service? Nothing was said. Nothing was hinted at. You know, they just told funny stories. I remember once we were out fishing. You know, and he's like, says, well, 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 where is all the fish? And he's like, they're fucking over there. And I went, oh, what is he like? Nothing. Not one thing popped up with the priest is sitting going, I'm going to hear my nurses and if you're right, it's, I think they're Nazis. They keep the, they manage to keep the lid on it. And then just before they're coming out, they drape a great big swastika over the coffin. F why? For what purpose? Fucking bullshit, man. I imagine that was the most fucking racist, anti-Semitic Nazi funeral you've seen since fucking Ava Braun was buried. Or blown up, or whatever happened to her, who cares? Uh, it called the swastika and blazed Nazi flag a horrendous symbol. I mean, it is a horrendous symbol. The ideological and violent exploitation, especially following an act of worship near a sacred place, remains serious, offensive, and unacceptable for the church community of Rome and for all the people uh, of goodwill in our city, uh, the Catholic Church said in its statement. The statement quoted the parish priest, the, the parish, parish priest, what a P's for popping in there, uh, the Reverend Alessandro Sinobi, like Obi-Wan, as uh, distancing himself and the church from every word, gesture and symbol outside the church, which attributed to extremist ideologies far from the message of the gospel of Christ. Okay, Italian news reports identified deceased as a 44-year-old. Here, this is what I'm talking about. I honestly thought it was an old Nazi. I thought it was an old guy, man. A 44-year-old. Italian newspaper reports identified the deceased as a 44-year-old former militant of the extreme right-wing group. I can't speak. Extreme right-wing group Forza Novo. Nova. Nova, who died over the weekend from a blood clot. COVID! COVID killed the Nazis! <laughs> oh, God. Well done, China, man, eh? Take one, do not a time. 
Pope Francis is technically the Bishop of Rome, technically the Bishop of Rome, but delegates the day-to-day -day management to the DSS, uh, of the DSS to his vicar, Cardinal Angelo de Adontis. Rome's Jewish community uh, expressed outrage that such events could still happen in more than seven decades after the end of the Second World War uh, and the fall of Italy's fascist dictatorship. It's unacceptable that a flag with a swastika can still be shown in public in this day and age, especially in a city that saw the deportation of its Jews by the Nazis and their fascist collaborators. The statement said, collaborators hinting, of course, at the Italianos, I would imagine. After a raid on Rome's Jewish neighbourhood in the 6th of October 1943, more than 1,000 Italian capitals Jews were deported, most to the Auschwitz death camp in Nazi-occupied Poland. Only 16 of the 1,000 returned. Fucking hell, man. Jewish community statement on Tuesday said the funeral incident was even more outrageous because it took place in front of a church. A similar incident took place outside another Rome church in March last year. God almighty. Grim fucking times, man. That, that, that's, that is, I think that's the thing that shot me the most. I, I honestly thought it was going to be an old German guy. But to learn it's somebody who's 44, who's part of a right-wing fascist movement in Italy, is, is worrying. It's worrying for a number of reasons. It's worrying because... And again, I, I, I'm a comic, right? I, 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 I don't hold really many strong opinions on a lot of things. I think some of the stuff I feel most strongly about is a woman's choice and tomato sauce should be kept in a cupboard. That's probably like, that's probably it. Everything else, I kind of feel as if I just sit in the centre of stuff. The main reason being because I think is, is if you're a, if you are a comedian. You have to be able to make fun of everything. And I mean everything. You've got to laugh at the things that are right. You've got to laugh at the things that are wrong. So it's not that push came to shove I couldn't have an opinion or something or, or I don't know right from wrong. I just think that you, you, you shouldn't hold too strong views and everything or see everything for what it is. But it does feel... And, it, and again, I'm not unique in any way. None of us are. You know, we all we all have the same twenty four hours in a day, for God's sake. So with that, if I if I think of something that I have an opinion on, there's probably people who share that opinion. There's probably people who have that idea. That's why comedy works, and we laugh at similar things, right? But it does feel as if the world is almost split into two now. There is a a world in which I live, and you live, the real world. And there's this other world that exists around us that we will never interact with. But we know it's there. And we know it's there because it's constantly in the news or on the news. And whether that be extreme left groups or extreme right groups, I, I never see them in real life. I, I very rarely, I don't interact with anyone. Really? I don't have any friends who are right-wing fucking Nazis. I don't have any friends who are extreme left. You know, my pronouns are, please don't, did you, if you ever, like, blown into a spider's face because someone in the sphere has died, fuck, I don't have that either. It does feel as if there is, there is another world that exists out with 
but we're already in. I do find it, I find it staggering that there are people out there who think it is fully acceptable to put a Nazi flag over a coffin and do a Nazi salute outside a funeral. I find that staggering. I also find it staggering in a world where we seem to be this, there's never a better time to talk about your mental health. Any subject can be approached. We are all here to help and heal and, and look after each other. When the, when the truth of the reality is, we are almost in a world where we we cannot wait to condemn people. Now listen, I'm not sitting here defending Nazis. But there are a vast majority of people, whether it be within the media, whether it be within life, who wake up every day and hope that they can destroy someone's life, condemn them, remove them from some kind of work, cancel them in any way they can. A large number of people exist to do that. And they do it from a deluded place where they think they're doing good in the world. Would it not be better for us to be able to have conversations? Now again, I'm not condemning what they've done. I'm not saying we should all sit down and hug a Nazi. I just, I find it, I find it staggering. It's the only word I can think of that that is someone's mindset. I would, I would love to be able to sit down we're a group of Italiano Nazis and be like, guys, how? Just explain to me how you came to that point. I'm fascinated by that. I would love to know what someone has gone through in their life that has taken them from being a, a beautiful, bouncy, bambino Italiano to standing on the steps of a church in Rome, in Italy, doing a Nazi salute to a coffin draped with a swastika. What the fuck has happened in between that? I don't know. I don't know. Where are we going with this story, Gibble? I've no idea. I'm just reading out a new story. It's, it's worrying. It is worrying. It's worrying that people think that's acceptable to do that. And those people, you know, they, they, they live with us. They, they, we function. We, we exist together. It's also worrying, I've just read an article for The Guardian, I feel fucking, I feel dirty, man, ugh, yuck, a fucking nonsense newspaper, even the bit at the bottom, you've, you've read two articles now, could you, could you please give us a pound, fuck off, <laughs> why don't you go down on a wall chart about birds or fucking badgers, <laughs> fucking Jesus Christ. Right, let's stick with the fucking Catholic Church, shall we? Two Catholic Church stories, man. Let's get them out of the way. Now, you would have seen this. I, I tweeted the other day, uh, talking about El Popo, saying that people should be having children uh, over having pets, and that it's selfish uh, that people are... that more and more couples are not having children. Uh, and according to the Catholic Church, that's selfish. Selfish, obviously, because, you know, priests don't want to fuck your pets. But the uh, the Pope saying that we should all be having wains. And I suppose, before reading the article, I imagine the truth of it is that the Catholic Church is losing money. One of the richest empires on the fucking planet. Probably, I would argue, more wealth than the, the Saudis. More wealth than the fucking Roman Empire at one point itself. 
or the British Empire is the Catholic Church. The only institution that could match the Catholic Church for wealth would be Edinburgh University. Probably the only one. Edinburgh University, Catholic Church, up there with the, uh, the world's wealth. I imagine both have paid a priest off once or twice along the way. But as, uh, you know, as, as the world goes on, as more and more people are born, I imagine less and less people are being, you know, becoming religious or, or having a, a life that involves the Catholic Church or any church for that matter. I mean, I'm not, I'm not just talking about the Catholic Church, but this article is from the Pope, but, you know, I am not a Catholic, um, but if you are a Catholic, you know, you take pride in knowing that your church is number one. Anybody tells you, I'm non, non-denominational church of Scotland, ah, it's a shitey church. The Catholic Church is the top of the fucking tree, right? It's the top of the pyramid. It's up there. You get Catholicism, Scientology, yoga, and then fucking, uh, you know, I don't know, whatever else. Judo, <laughs> whatever other religions there are. Jedis, right? The Force. The Force is up there. The Catholic Church obviously needs bambinos in to, to get in, to get the, you know, the holy water, the fucking uh, spirit of the sancto. They come down with the wee smoke bombs and a lot. Like, this is brilliant, man. You gotta be, you know, hinder, you know, be, please, you know, uh, be, be with you and with you and do, 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 the chanting and all that. And the Waynes are like, fucking hell, this is brilliant, man. Can I be in, in the choir? And his dad's like, you fucking not going near the choir. And they saw it, and then the wee hen comes in. You know, and you're, uh, you're you're putting your cash in, and then all of a sudden you're like, "I've no go, I've no got any cash, cashless system." You're on, yeah, you're you're on you're, uh, my father. You know, and the Pope's like, "Don't worry about it, just turn the basket upside down." It's got a fucking card reader on the bottom of the basket, like the church's on the daft. All right, endless supply of wonderful works of art owned by the Catholic Church. You know, you often think that people do. When the Nazis used to storm into churches and, and galleries as they were on their fucking conquest across Europe, and you think, oh my god, they burned all those beautiful works out that day. Fuck, they're all in the basement of the Vatican. You know, that was that was probably the, the Italians' deal. Listen, we'll we'll fight for you guys, but we want to make the tanks, make the uniforms, and all the art you find comes back to the uh, the Vatican City deal. And the Nazis like that deal. Who knows what's in there? But anyway, they're, they're, they're concerned that their, their fan base is dwindling. Probably the best way to put it. So of course the Pope's like, fucking start having wings, you cunts. <laughs> pope Francis, who's probably everybody's favourite Pope, you know, because of the film's uh, Two Popes. Great film. Even after that, I was like, I wish I was Catholic, man. He seems like a decent pope, and then he went on a world tour. You know, he's always, he's always busy, and he seems to know. He seems to be a wee bit more kind of in touch with the average person. At one point, he was like, "Fucking wear a Johnny." I mean, that's madness coming for the pope. So he's kind of done a one eighty here because you can't wear Johnnies if you want wins. You know, maybe somebody needs to set the pope down and tell him how this works. Maybe he's like, "Wear a Johnny," but you know, poke a hole in the end. Of it. I don't know. We'd need to quiz him on that. Pope Francis has suggested people who choose to have pets over children are acting selfishly now. 
this is obviously coming from someone who doesn't have any pets because let me tell you, as a pet owner, these are my children. Okay? These are my children. So he's, he's after them out there. And I will have kids one day, but it's, you know. And see, I'll, I'll say this. See people who say, see if you think you want to have children together, you should get a dog first. Because if you can keep a dog alive, then, you know, you, that's you ready for being parents. What a lot of fucking nonsense. Nonsense. Having a dog or any pet is nothing like having a child, I can only imagine. Because see if having a child is feeding it out of a dirty bowl <laughs> twice a day at the back door, taking it for a walk and then occasionally letting it out late at night for a shit in the garden, then being a father will be fucking easy. Uh, the Pope's comments came as he was discussing parenthood during a general audience at the Vatican in Rome. A general audience? Does the Pope still gig? Does he do weekly gigs? Do you think he's got a live roster on his web? Has he got a website? Has the Pope got a website? Surely no. Imagine going to Vatican City for a wee daybreak and the fucking Pope's in there doing a gig. That must be like seeing Dave Chappelle at the comedy store. Uh, the Pope says, Today we see a form of selfishness, he told the audience. We see that some people do not want to have a child. Sometimes they have one and that's it. Is that not enough? But they have dogs and cats that can take the place of children. Oh, Popey. This may make people laugh, but it is reality. The pra This practice is a denial of fatherhood and motherhood and diminishes us, takes away our humanity, he added. I think the Pope has now crossed that threshold and he's getting towards the mad Pope stage. Again, one of the problems with uh, the Popes, they're all old guys, you know? Maybe they need to mix it up a bit and bring a youngster in. Right? Maybe they need to get a wee Pope who's in his 40s. Dare I suggest 50s. Ah, push! 60s! And get a good 20, 30 years out of the bastard instead of this usual fucking, you know, it's like Manchester United and they're just turning it over. Maybe the, the Catholic Church need to go for youth. Invest. Invest in the young. They've been doing that for years. Maybe that's where they need to go. Take the priest playbook into the fucking big seat. And invest in the youth. Get a young fucking guy in the job. And let him talk normally for 30, 40 years. Maybe, maybe this is just it. Maybe the Pope's had his, had his spell. And now he's starting to get mental again. He's like, listen. Either you're going to need to start shagging your dogs. Or you're going to have mere wins. Because the priests are fucking horny as fuck in there, man. We need a new batch. See, since they shut down the island. It's been a fucking nightmare in the Vatican. <laughs> Maybe that's what this is. Maybe now that Ghislaine's been sentenced and fucking Epstein off and the island's all shut down. Maybe all the priests are at the door. Pope's like, what is it? Is this Pope business? Listen, Pope, uh, I need some money for the parishes. And look, you're going to need to get another island set up because we're all fucking... My back teeth are swimming. I'm hanging here. Right, look. I'll say something at the, uh, the weekly gig, right? I'll tell you a wee bit about fucking cats and dogs and you need to start having wains. Just leave it with me. The practice is a denial of fatherhood and motherhood. 
the practice of having cats and dogs, of bringing a bit of joy into your life is a denial. I don't think anybody who has ever had pets has seen this as a denial of fatherhood or motherhood. Also, at the same time, more and more people, certainly that I know, who are of similar age to me, are choosing not to have children, as is their choice. Have we, have we not moved away from this idea yet that if you are a certain age and you're not married and you don't have kids, that you're in some way uh, looked upon as like a social failure? Have, have we not moved past that yet? Because that narrative is fucking boring, man. Fucking boring. And I tell you this, I tell you this, I know a lot of people, I know a lot more people in fact, who are married or with a long-term partner and who have children, some have a number of children, and they are fucking miserable. Fucking miserable. Far more miserable than the people I know who are married without children. And you might sit and go, ah, but they've probably got more money, the ones that don't have wins. They do. A lot more money. Not that I'm saying... The choice to have children or not have children should never be a financial one. Never. I don't think so. I also don't agree with the, we're going to wait five years until the time's right. There's never, you either have kids, you have kids or you don't. There's never a right time. And if you have children and you're not financially able to support it, you find a way. Right? Like in Jurassic Park, life finds a way. You find a way to make it work. Nothing's ever going to be perfect in life. Nothing's ever going to be the right moment in life. It's never going to work on that. So you just find a way. You have children, I imagine, because you have that desire to be a father, a mother, a family. Also, on the same coin, you can, at the same time, equally be the same loving family without children. This this idea, this, this imagery that if you are with someone for a certain length of time or you're married and you, you, you choose to be with each other forever, that you have to have children. It's fucking nonsense, man. It's nonsense, it's boring, and it's outdated. The same can be said for people who choose to have children later on in life. Life just now is hard. It's a struggle. We are probably living through one of the biggest economic struggles that we've ever had, which is, by the looks of things, even this week, more fucking energy firms going, it's only going to get worse in the next coming years. I still don't think we've really felt the, the backlash of Brexit. I still think that's going to come. So are, are people being selfish for choosing a career over a family just now? I don't think so. But then what does a family mean? Do you have to have children to have a family? I don't have kids right now. I hope to have kids, you know, in the very near future. I still have a family. I've got a loving partner. I love her. She loves me. I've got a dog. I love him. He loves me. I've got a cat. We love the cat. The cat fucking can't stand us. That's life. So I think I think the Pope's off it in this one. I think the Pope's off it in this one. Uh, Pope Francis said that people who are unable to have children for biological reasons should consider adoption, urging people not to be afraid in embarking on parenthood. Just because you can't have children biologically doesn't mean, you know, you shouldn't consider it. Everyone should consider it. I mean, for fuck's sake, we're banging on about COP26. I guarantee nobody was at COP26 going, right, look, we need to recycle uh, plastics, cardboard, paper, 
Children. Excuse me. Children. Amazon. Amazon. Alexa, shut up. Anybody who's out there thinking about becoming pregnant, I would urge you to go down to an orphanage first and pick up a second-hand one. If, if, we're, if we're really serious about, you know, improving the state of the climate, before you're pregnant, you should be having a second-hand kid. <laughs> a second-hand kid. Adoption. And I also think it should be appropriate to call them second-hand. Pre-loved. Well, they weren't loved, were they? That's why they're up for adoption. To just second-hand. <laughs> I think somebody for the adoption agency should come around going like, so um, what's, what's made you consider uh, second-hand babies? <laughs> the poem's right on that, man. We should all be getting a second-hand, even if you've got kids. I think if you want one of your own and one second-hand, that's fine, right? I get that. You want to have a, you know... It's like Harry Potter, you want one real, a true blood and a, a mud blood or whatever they're called, right? I, I get that, you know? You want you want a real one and like a, you know, a knockoff. Like you buy your, your missus a handbag, you know? Eventually you, you work hard, you get enough money and you buy a, a real one. Gucci, Louis Vuitton, you know? I uh, fucking whatever makes her a Armani, Versace. I don't know, Vivian Westwood, right? She's like, oh, I would love a Vivian Westwood handbag and earrings, I would. And you're like, who the fuck's Vivian Westwood, man? She up at Paris. And you buy, a, you buy her a real one. You know, you buy her a real Louis Vuitton. A real Louis Vuitton. Not the fucking wee shitey ones that all the bams are kicking about in the, in the nightclubs. A real Louis Vuitton. It's like six grand. You're like, six grand for a fucking handbag in the name of Christ. You buy her one. You know, because you work hard and you treat her and you, you want to make sure you get blowjobs for another 12 months, so you buy a real handbag and then every now and again you, you stick a wee fakey one in there, right? And it keeps it ticking over. Maybe that's what we do with children. You, you fire out a real one and then you, you get a wee second-hand one. You know, it fucking boosts your numbers, get the old child support benefits and you, you, you fucking you recycle, you help the planet. Maybe. Maybe the, maybe the Pope's got something here. Um... He also spoke at a demographic winter, whatever that means, possibly referring to countries, he also spoke, sorry, of a demographic winter, possibly referring to countries with declining, declining birth rates, uh, in which we see that people do not want to have children or just one or and no more. It's not the first time Pope Francis has spoken, has taken aim at people who choose pets over children in 2014, oh, long ago. He said that having pets instead of children was another phenomenon of cultural degradation and that the emotional relationship with pets was easier than the complex relationship between parents and children. The uh, the Pope dog craze, triggered by the papal's visit, the 85-year-old Pope, I mean, he's 85 for the for fuck's sake. You ask any 80, go into any care home up and down the length of the UK and ask any 85-year-old, what do they think about young people having pets over having children? And then just hit record. I can only imagine the fucking madness that will come out of their mouths. 85-year-old uh, Pope had been photographed petting animals ranging from dogs to panthers in the past, 
but it's thought to not have a personal pet. That's his problem. He's never had a pet. Doesn't understand the joy of animals. Uh, 2015 visit to the United States was marked by dog owners dressing their pets in canine papal outfits. Racist. With the hashtag Pope Dog on Instagram. Asked at the time if the Pope was aware of the trend, a Vatican spokesman said, I imagine he has more important things to think about, like historical sex abuse against children. There you go. I imagine a lot of people listening to this, listening to the podcast, might not have children. Or you'll have children and you'll have pets. I, th- I think that logic is a little bit out of touch. I really do. I think that there will be a lot of people... Well, I mean, I, I'm saying I think there will be. I know I know of at least four friends who are in relationships who have made the decision not to have children. I also know two people that I can think off the top of my head who have had children uh, in their early 40s. You know, they've, they've had a life. They've had a life as if your life is over. But they've maybe ch- chosen the first part of their life to be about them to travel, to try and build a career. And then they decide later on in life that they do want to have kids. Maybe they thought they didn't and then they did. There's, there's no problem with that. But I think this idea, this imagery of, you know, if you're no married, you don't have kids by a certain age, I think it's outdated and boring. So if you want to have kids, have kids. You want to have pets, have pets. I'm just saying, when the priest is around, just watch yourself, you know? If you've got a sexy looking cat, get that locked away. Don't be dressed up in any papal clothing. <laughs> that just sends a signal to them. Right, let's finish this uh, episode off, shall we? With, uh, with a story about good friends in the North Korea. Now, I'll admit, I am happy that there are a couple of stories about North Korea. It's my favourite dictatorship. I think they're brilliant. I think Kim Jong-un is a... He is a dying breed. After we lost the great nutter, uh, Rab Magab, I was, I was slightly concerned that there isn't really any more kind of mental, almost comedic dictators left. But the uns and fucking Kim Jong man is just keeping it going. You know, there was there was a time when uh, Putin and the Russians felt like they were coming back. Fall of the Afghans, end of the war. It felt as if you know Russia was starting to make that move to go. Listen, we want to be the bad guys again. Movies were better. Music was better. Life was better when Russia were the baddies. Let's make that push. But then he's just, I think, putting softened a wee bit in his old age. He's building that fucking £200 billion castle. He's got the pipelines in. You know, he's finally getting Ukraine back. He doesn't really care, you know? Whereas Kim Jong-un, still going strong. So we go back to a real publication here, hard-hitting journalism, back at the Metro. Britain's leading free newspaper, free for a reason, because the news is fucking shit. Uh, for our good friends in North Korea. And the headline for this one is a beauty. Kim Jong-un loses so much weight as COVID stops him importing cheese. Yes, yes, yes. You'll remember, with the story not so long ago, possibly a week ago, maybe two weeks ago, about his father, Kim Jong-il, inventing the burrito. What a story. 
But now it looks as if the uh, dramatic weight loss is due to cheese. Who knew? I f- fucking loves a baby bell. Oh! Kim Jong-un fucking loves a baby bell. You heard it here first. They have a picture side by side of him. And if that is the same person, because I know he likes a good body double, he's lost a fucking ton of weight. I know that North Korea is concerned now about its economy uh, and about China cutting off certain supplies, uh, heavily reliant on the Chinese government. Maybe Kim Jong-un just needs to release release some kind of like Weight Watchers DVD or like a health kick DVD. <laughs> like, you know why buy DVD? Or how he managed to lose all the weight, the Kim Jong-un cheese diet. It would kickstart the North Korean economy. Instead of doing the fucking, you know, the, the marching up and doing Pyongyang Square when he brings all the missiles. Maybe the missiles are full of cheese. Maybe the missiles are full of cheese. It's been right in front of us the whole time. Maybe he could have them all marching dressed as baby bells. You know, a fucking bit of Edam. He could start doing business with the, with the Dutch. You know? You could have cheese making towns in Scotland. Twinned with Pyongyang. I mean, don't write these things off when Scotland goes independent because, I mean, if the Tories keep having parties in the garden, we have to get independence. Maybe this is it. Maybe a small Ayrshire farm twins itself where we town in North Korea and they start, we start importing fucking Ayrshire Red out to Pyongyang. North Korean leader Kim Jong-un really looks like he's shed some pounds in photos released recently by the regime. The uh, dictator appeared to have a slick, slimmed-down new look during a key ruling party meeting towards the end of the year. Authorities insisted Kim was eating less for the sake of the country. For the sake of the country! (laughs) Which is grappling with severe food shortages always fucking is. I have not watched the film. The missus has watched it. I think it's Spanish on Netflix. And it's basically about food that travels down different levels. And the people in the bottom levels just get to eat the leftovers. This is effectively what they're trying to say is in North Korea. Do you just bring him all the food for the country? And he eats what he can and then goes, Right, send it out. Leave the baby bell. Leave the baby bells. Send the rest. He may well want to appear more like a man of the people as being an overweight dictator in a country suffering from starvation isn't the best look. Ah, we fucking dig for the metro there, eh? (laughs) Who is this from? James uh, Hockaday trying to keep his journalistic integrity there. (laughs) This is him for when he goes for his job at the garden. Okay, it says that you've been riding for the Metro for five years. Mm-hmm. I don't think you're really fit for the garden. No, um, I- I'd actually ask you to look at the article I wrote on Kim Jong-un uh, losing weight or being on a strict cheese diet. Um, if I can just get you to look at the third paragraph uh, where it says he may well want to appear more like a man of the people. Uh, being an overweight dictator in a country suffering from starvation isn't the best look. And I think you'll know that that's the hard-hitting journalism I think the Guardian deserves. Oh, basically saying being a fat cunt isn't a good look when everybody's a pure fucking twig. I'm sure that's a real concern for them. Uh, but there might be a bit more to it than that. As the country's tough border closures in response to COVID-19 stopped, uh, have stopped Kim from getting hold of his favourite food, which is apparently Baby Bells. Can he be? The can he be the music playing now? Cannot be happening. Turn that down. Turn the music off. 
Also, also thought to be a big fan of fried chicken. Who isn't? Russian vodka, Hennessy, cognac and champagne. We know that he has good sources. He enjoys cheese. He's a heavy drinker and he has access to all junk foods. North Korean expert Dr. Shang Lim tells the Metro. Maybe, maybe it is a cheese diet. I mean, maybe that's what he's found. Maybe, maybe this has been the, the good thing from COVID. Is that Kim Jong-un has managed to finally get a hold of his, of his weight situation. You know, he's like, bring in the baby bills, the KFC and the cognac, my, my liege. Because of the fucking COVID, mate, we can't get it. He's like, in the name of Christ! And the missus like, Kim, you could be losing a few pounds. He went, oh, all right then, for you, my love. For you. Who knows? As always, we're running out of time. We're running out of time, and we're going to have to end it. I mean, there's more to this article, which we, we may return to uh, in the Sunday service. We didn't even talk about baby names. We didn't even talk about the Chinese spy and the Labour Party. There's, there's loads we need to talk about. Um, but we're going to have to do it. We are we are literally going to have to do it at another time because this is the this is the end of uh, this is the, this is the end this is the end of episode 102. Uh, Scott Gibson show, and uh, that's pretty much it. Nothing really else to say. Uh, Greenock on the 29th of January. Get your tickets for that. Go to the website bigscottgibson.com. Um, enjoy, stay safe, wash your hands and your arsehole. And I'll see you in the battlefield soon. Onwards. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.